Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones. And yes, I am the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Really do appreciate your time, no matter where you are, wherever you may be. It's Thursday. For those that normally have the weekend off of work, you only got one more day to go, right? And you're almost through this day. And thank you so much for spending a little bit of your day with yours truly. But let's go ahead and talk a little bit about the topic of discussion. Um, The Saints have uh, signed a new quarterback. The Saints have signed uh, a quarterback um, that uh, some of us may be familiar with. Uh, Some of us, uh, you know, probably know this guy, uh, Brett Huntley. Brett Huntley uh, is a guy that, um, you know, has been in the league for quite some time. Uh, He started off. Uh, you know, with the Green Bay Packers. Then he went to the Indianapolis coach and with the Baltimore Ravens. And now the New Orleans Saints signed him uh, to the practice squad. Uh, Brett Huntley uh, is a guy who has um, been in the league since 2016. Uh, he has accumulated um, 1,902 yards, nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Uh, he's been a backup the majority of his career. He's uh, had a few starts, you know, when Aaron Rodgers uh, has uh, dealt with some injuries. He's uh, had opportunity to play. Uh, the New Orleans Saints signing him to the practice squad comes as a little bit of a surprise. You know, the fact that uh, the New Orleans Saints have had guys that come into the organization on the practice squad and then they, you know, end up, you know, not signing, but signing them back. But Brett Huntley is a guy who is a seasoned veteran. And a lot of people are kind of connecting the dots here. You know, the fact that he came from the Baltimore Ravens, the Saints, are playing uh, the Baltimore Ravens on Monday. So maybe, you know, he can probably come in and tell them a little bit about what's going on with the Baltimore Ravens. I, I, I'm not – I don't believe that. Uh, I think that his his skill set is what the Saints are actually looking for. Uh, and they can be able to use, you know, why they're trying to scheme to go up against a guy uh, like Lamar Jackson. Now, Brett Huntley is nowhere near uh, the, the caliber of Lamar Jackson, but – 
he does have some traits and uh, he, he does have that that ability and also the knowledge of being in that system uh, for uh, some time. So, you know, Brett Hundley signing with the New Orleans Saints. I don't look at this as like, oh, you know, he's going to be in a quarterback conversation like this is some type of quarterback controversy or something like that. Brett Hundley is just a guy that can come in that has a, a, a similar skill set to what they're possibly be facing on Monday night. Uh, but, you know, he's a talented guy. I mean, I've watched him uh, since he's been at UCLA. Um, he was really good at UCLA and uh, really talented. And uh, he has some really good upside, you know. Um, never, in my opinion, he's going to be a starting quarterback anywhere. But he has a he has the opportunity to kind of carve out a niche in him for himself, you know, being a backup quarterback and be able to collect some checks, you know, for some different teams. So, um you know, that, that's the way I feel about it. I'm a, I would love to hear from you. Uh, what do you think about Brett Huntley signing with the New Orleans Saints? Uh, I know some people probably wish there was Huntley, you know, Tyler Huntley instead of Hudley. You know, like I see somebody uh, mentioned that in the comments, but that is true. And it's ironic that, uh, you know, Tyler Huntley uh, actually plays for the Baltimore Ravens as well. But should be interesting, man. So for those that just tuned in, the Saints have signed Brett. No, not that Brett, uh, Brett Huntley. <laughs> but let's go ahead and go to the comments uh, and uh, see what you all have to say. Um, I'm going to start at the top here. Uh, thank you, for everybody, for tuning in. I ask that you hit the like button. we got 132 people in here right now. Uh, I'm going to start with Brandon. Brandon says, uh, Slim, how you doing? Giving a shout-out to Slim South. Uh, Keen Arthur said, what's happening? Who that? Hit the like button and subscribe to help TJ Turf Toe Jones to 10,000 subscribers. Yeah, man, look, <laughs> we released a new joint here on the State of the Saints podcast yesterday entitled Turf Toe. Uh, I know some of you probably already checked it out, uh, but those that didn't, I, I, think I, I think I can go ahead and play that. For those that didn't check it out, well, here it is. That's turf toe. Shouts out to everybody that uh checked that out and shared that, man. <laughs> uh let's see. Uh you make the work day easier uh, by going live, TJ. I appreciate you for real. I, I appreciate you for being here. And shouts out to everybody at work, you know, getting through uh, you know, the work day 
I understand how that goes. I'm actually on a, a lunch, little bit of a lunch break right now, you know, so have opportunity to go ahead and go live, you know, and uh, I'm glad that you all are spending a little bit of your uh, time with me. TJ, is this an indictment on Amos or uh, is he truly not 100%? I don't think it is an indictment at all. I, I don't think it's an indictment. Um, I just think that he he has a certain uh, similar skill set than what they're going to be facing on Monday. And I think that's the reason why the Saints uh, decided to uh, sign him to the team. I don't think it has anything to do uh, with Jameis. But I could be wrong. I mean, I I, I didn't see the the, uh, the injury report. On, it hasn't come out yet. So I don't know what this actually means. So as of right now, I, I, I'm talking – uh, as if Jameis Winston is 100% no setbacks or anything like that. But I just think that it has something to do with his skill set. I think this signing has to do with Winston. Maybe he isn't at 100 yet. Uh, we'll see. Like I said, we, we won't know until that report comes out. Jameis uh, might not be 100% yet. Well, I don't think he 100% anyway. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I know Dennis Allen has come out and said that you know, both of these quarterbacks are at 100 percent, but that's a lie. Um, you're not uh, the fact that he was coming off an of ACL injury, fact that he had an ankle injury. Like, man, you, you don't don't heal up as fast as he he's making it out to be. Now, James probably be well enough to play if he was to be thrust in there, if something was to happen to Andy. But I don't think he's 100 percent where he is. Look, he he can play the quarterback position without any type of limitations. I don't believe that. I don't think anybody should believe that, to be honest with you. Uh, Brett Hundley play is uh, not a scrambler, a running quarterback, UCLA. He was a passing quarterback. Yeah, he was, but, I mean, he has the ability to be able to run and scramble out of the pocket, and, you know, they can they can utilize him in, like, certain different type of ways. Like, he he didn't do that because UCLA, at the that particular time he was there, I want to say, uh, you know, um, Jim Moore Jr., uh was the coach at the time and they were more of a pro style offense right so but that doesn't mean like he he doesn't have that capability and like i said the knowledge of that offensive playbook and you know his his skill set like he he has the ability to do that i just think that you know he was more of a pro style quarterback but he, man if he, if he needed to he can scramble now i mean he was pretty good at ucla um let's see so tj uh, you think he's uh, being used for training purposes? If so, uh, have we done this in preparation for Jalen Hurts? Uh, no, um, I don't think they did anything like this um, when it came to Jalen Hurts uh, before. Um, I do feel um, that it just, I, I just think it just is overall knowledge. You know, his overall knowledge, his overall ability to be able to do some of those things and give them certain looks. Uh, I, I don't I don't think the Saints ever did that before. Um, I want to assume that the Saints probably used Taysom, you know, in that role when they were preparing for a guy like Jalen Hurts because Jalen, you know, Jalen Hurts and Taysom Hill kind of similar when it comes to like running style. Both of them have like a low center, you know, both of them got like really, really strong, powerful leg strength. They, they can be able to break tackles. Lamar is more of um, an elusive quarterback, you know. I mean, he becomes a running back once he gets outside of the pocket. So I think that the way that you can prepare for a Jalen Hurts at the time, not now, 
But at the time, like him becoming and and morphing into what he actually is right now, I think they kind of used Taysom in that particular role. But I, I do feel like with the injury to Adam Troutman, you probably are using Taysom Hill more in that tight end role. Like last week, we seen uh, Andy Dalton actually throw a pass to Taysom. You know, he ended up dropping it. But I think that the Saints want him to play a little bit more of that tight end role slash QB power and use him in other variety. So, you know, I think, but in the past, I think they probably used Taysom to be able to uh, give them looks that uh, Jalen Hurts would. This has to do with Winston not being 100%. I don't know if that's the truth or not. I, I can't I can't insinuate until the injury report come out. Uh, I'm a Packer fan. Huntley sucks. Well, yeah, he's he's definitely not, you know, a franchise quarterback. He's definitely not a future of anybody's franchise. But, you know, he's a guy that can go in and give you serviceable play, you know, until your quarterback comes back. And that's been his role throughout his entire career. Uh sharpshooter time. <laughs> Uh, TJ, did you see any improvement for Honey Badger this past game in terms of technique? Yeah, I mean, he actually played like he wanted to be there. You know, like it, that was the biggest issue what I had with Tyron Matthew. It seemed like he was more disinterested. I, I don't know what's going on uh, or what has been going on with him personally, but it just seems like he's just not all there. And for the first time, it just seems like, you know, he, he was the Honey Badger of old. I seen him flying around the field. I saw him making tackles. We seen him. Poss- almost have two interceptions he had one uh that was a pretty athletic move and then he he actually jumped in front of uh, a jerry stidham pass that should have been a pick six so um if this is any indication of what's to come i, I think that uh the light is finally starting to come on with the honey badger as a new orleans saint so i'm i'm impressed and and i'm optimistic about what what he can do you know like we know how special he is we just have to see it uh on a consistent basis i'm not concerned about when people are like, man, Honey Badger getting ran over, I'm like, this dude is like five foot eight, like 175, 180 pounds playing safety. You know, like it, it would be one thing if he was built like Cam Chancellor and getting ran over, but these guys were on the smaller side. I mean, m- majority of the guys that he's tackling are bigger than he is. So I, I don't, I don't look at him, you know, as a guy that that just gonna go out there and lower the boom on anybody. Like I think there was one run Josh Jacobs had Josh Jacobs actually ran uh kind of ran through him but Honey Badger he didn't give up he grabbed him by the leg and got him down on the ground so I mean he he's a tough guy dude might be better than the last third string quarterback we had but this move isn't impressive also from what I remember Hundley wasn't a running quarterback he's a pocket quarterback so he won't help us prepare for Lamar I think that he can help you prepare for Lamar in the ways of offense, like I said, off offensive looks and also his knowledge of the Baltimore Ravens, uh, of the Baltimore Ravens offense. Like he's been in that offense. So of course, like, look, I, I put it like this. I don't feel like it's going to be the decided factor, but you don't think, you don't think uh, John Harbaugh is talking to Marcus Williams about how the Saints may uh, approach them defensively. You don't think they're looking at him like that? You don't think they probably, you know what I'm saying, talking to him, you know, asking him or getting little notes that they can actually add to their game plan? It's the same way, you know? And then on top of that, you know, I'm even though this dude may not be as fast as a, a Lamar Jackson, you know, like we we looking at like, say, hey, you know what I'm saying? We looking at the speed and all that kind of stuff and the technique. But, you know what I'm saying, he can still like – he can still operate that offense in a way 
that you know you can with with Lamar Jackson. Like the only thing is, he probably won't be as fast, but he still can give you that look because he has that knowledge of that offensive playbook. If that makes sense, it's like it's like if you you know if like if you was a a quarterback, right? And you know you may not have the same similar arm strength as the other quarterback, but you know the offensive playbook like the back of your hand. You can still operate it. Your your arm may not be as strong as the other guy, but you still can be able to operate and do the things and, and and show looks and be able to like navigate the way that you know the other quarterback can, even though you may not have the same arm strength or ability that they possess. I mean, <laughs> we we expecting like look if you're expecting uh Brett Huntley to be like hut and then you know saying shake somebody out their shoes, then yeah. But if he's like operating offense because of his knowledge of the offense. You know, I mean, it's still he still can give you the looks that you're looking for. Uh, let's see, LOL, not turf toe. Uh, hell no. Nah. Let's see. I remember Brett Hundley has good arm. Uh, mobile will probably stick around because Andy uh, not giving up this job this year unless he's injured. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna scroll down a little bit because I think we got to the point where I start playing turf toe song. Let's see what you're expecting from the defense on Monday and how can. We contain Lamar Jackson, the runner, uh, with bigger uh, defensive ends. Well, here's the thing, man. Um, the Saints are going to have to be very disciplined. Uh, they're going to have to have a spy out there. You know, you're going to have to have a guy that has an eye uh, on Lamar Jackson. You know, like most likely Demario Davis is probably going to be that spy. And you're definitely going to have to count on guys like Davenport and Cam Jordan to be able to uh, set that edge, you know, like to make sure that he doesn't get to the outside. You know, and, you know, you're going to look, you can live with Lamar Jackson beating you with his arm. Um, If you allow him to beat him, beat, if you allow him to beat him, beat you with his legs, then, you know, that's just being, that's just a a dumb move. Right. So it's going to have to, it's going to have to take the defense and tie, you know, saying a great effort collectively in order for them to be able to get uh, this win. You know, but they can. And it, it's going to have to start with sound tackling. We can't have tackling uh, from the last couple of weeks. I would prefer for them to have tackling like they did last week where you had uh, guys like rallying around the ball. It wasn't just one guy making a tackle. It was, it was gang tackling. So you have to be able to be disciplined. And then when you get your hands on, you got to be able to get them down on the ground. So, that, I mean, you it all starts with neutralizing him. So tired of being lied to by then. <laughs> Sound like you in a in a bad relationship or something. I'm tired of getting lied to. So is Hundley going to start? No, he's not starting. You know, you no, know he's not starting. What's going on with Mike T? Is he going to play this week? Well, I guess it all depends on this injury report that comes out. Uh, do you think we should sign another running back? Uh, no, because I mean they got Jordan Howard right now, so. Even though Mark Ingram is out, I mean, you still got Jordan Howard, who's been here for the last couple of weeks, and he's a serviceable running back. Uh, I've been super busy this week. What does the injury report look like this week? Mike T. Jarvis um, hasn't come out yet. Uh, If we need to practice for option dual threat quarterbacks, we have Taysom for that. Hundley isn't that type of quarterback. I mean, like I said, you still can practice for that. You still can practice. (laughs) You still can practice. For, you know, a guy, if you understand his tendencies, that's all I'm saying. Like, he doesn't have to have this. Like, you're not going to like, think about this. If you're going up against an RPO quarterback, you're not going to find a guy with the same 
speed, ability. Like these guys, if 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 you did, they definitely wouldn't be on your practice squad, and they definitely wouldn't be up there giving you looks. You know, they'll be on somebody's team starting. So it, it's not about it's not about having the same skill set. It's about the tendencies. It's about the formations. It's about you know what what looks you know that that's what the quarterback job is to give you the looks that you might see in a game like you can't like you can't simulate the speed of lamar jackson like nope nobody on that team has that speed that lamar jackson has at a quarterback position not even Taysom. so you know you only can go by like the tendencies and the looks that you're going to get it's it's not so much about oh he's not a running quarterback that has nothing to do with it he does but he may not be a running quarterback like Lamar, but he understands that offensive place, that playbook, and you can be able to mirror those, those tendencies with him. So that's that's how I feel. That's how I feel about it. You know, I think that a lot of us don't feel like that can happen because we look at Lamar Jackson as being elusive and athletic and all that kind of stuff. But it's not so much about that because no practice squad player. Like, do y'all understand? It's like this, right? Okay, so. Saints have to go up against, I mean, last week they went up against Devontae Adams, right? So I'm pretty sure the the scout team, you know, basically was given the defense looks, right? So let's just say Dijon Dixon was Devontae Adams. Are they are they the same wide receiver? No, they're not, right? Devontae Adams is is, <laughs> is a beast, right? But his job is to basically mirror the tendencies of a Devontae Adams. So even though he doesn't have the same skill set, the ability, or athleticism, or you know what I'm saying, that that level of talent, he still got to do that. So that's that's the way I'm looking at it. TJ, what's the likelihood we get Mike T and Jarvis back before Week Ten? I think uh, with Olave breaking out, we can really benefit from these guys being there. I think they should be back in the next couple of weeks. Heck, I think maybe one of them might be back this Monday. What's up, TJ? Uh, got a nice song I worked on called Return of the Bags. Uh, we love for you to play it on the show. I know you'll love it also. Love Turto, my boy. Got them vocals. Man, <laughs> I appreciate that. But yeah, man, um, look, if you got some uh if you got some uh music or something like that, you just send it to me. You know, I I play it on the show. I don't have no problem with that. Let's see. Carson Strong played at Nevada. Yeah, Carson Strong played at Nevada. I think he was Picked up by the Philadelphia Eagles, but I don't think he made the team. I think they end up uh, cutting him, and um, that's how Ian Book is, is playing for Philadelphia right now. As long as Lamar Jackson doesn't give us Michael Vick flashbacks and the defense is locked in, uh, we should win a close game. Well, we'll see. I won't say they 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 should. I don't know. I don't know, man. You can't really tell for this team. They, they'll play lights out one week and then look like trash the next. Let's just hope that they keep this momentum. TJ, I'm annoyed at the defense, man. We know they're capable of doing this to teams regularly or just uh, stifling them enough to get wins. But over the last month, I have seen the dog I'm used to. Yeah, I mean, look, I think that the, first, the game last week was the first time this entire season we've seen this team really just play lights out. We've seen the dogs hunting up on the defensive line. We've seen the linebackers flying around the field. We've seen the secondary making plays. Like, it, it was a it was a collaborative effort, and that was the first time this season we actually saw that. And even though it was good to see, it did make a lot of people frustrated, including myself, because we know what this team is capable of, and when they're not living up to their potential, 
it does really just make you extremely frustrated. So hopefully uh, this this little uh, swagger uh, that they have found, hopefully they can keep that going. And it, it just not smoke and mirrors. Uh, we're not going to need honey badges to spy on Lamar. And to mention, uh, he has some experience uh, playing Lamar in big stages in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's not just going to take the honey badge. It's going to take everybody. It's going to take everybody in order for them to get this win. Look, it's not just about Lamar Jackson, man. The Baltimore Ravens are a talented football team. And, you know, it does start with Lamar Jackson offensively because of what he can do with his legs. But the dude got an arm, too, and he can beat you with his arm as well. And, you know, it's going to take a it's going to take everybody to be able to get this win because we know how tough it was the last time the Saints played Baltimore. I mean, it took like an act of God in order for them to win that. I mean, Justin Tucker missed an extra point like Justin Tucker never missed. You know, like this dude is like the greatest place kicking in NFL history, has the highest percentage, you know, when it comes to field goals. So it took an act of God for them to beat Baltimore last time in M&T Bank. So it's going to take, you know, a, a, a Herculean effort in order for them to beat them again. Because we know that Baltimore is a really good team. And even though, you know, their record uh, isn't indicating success, they've they've led in four games by double digits. They're just giving it up late in games. Whoever said I'm a Packers fan, their team sucks as well. <laughs> It can uh, it can help them prepare without causing injury risk to your other quarterback in practice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a good point too. Uh, Huntley is sort of like Geno Smith. If given the right situation with time, he can be a starting quarterback. I don't know about all that. <laughs> I don't know about all that. Um, I think that he has like a really good. Are we if we talking about Tyler Huntley? Yeah, Tyler Huntley. Okay, but uh, Brett Huntley? No, nah. Uh, Tyler Hunter, yeah, I, I do agree with that. Yeah, he he does have a he does have a talent, and like I said, if the Saints can't get themselves a quarterback in the first round, definitely a guy I'd be looking at. He's a restricted free agent next year, so if he's a restricted free agent, you know what that means. That means the team can actually try to give him a contract, and if the Baltimore Ravens don't counter offer him, he goes to that team. It's kind of like what happened with Raphael Bush, like a couple of years back. You know, I think the Buffalo Bills offered him a contract and uh, he when he was a restricted free agent and the Saints didn't counter offer it. And I also think that that's what happened with Willie Sneed. I think that may have happened with Willie Sneed before. Uh, football is a chess game for whatever team comes up with the better game plan. Can't help but wonder, but he was on the Ravens for a little while. That team were about to play. Give us all the secrets. I don't know if you're going to be able to give you all the secrets, but he he definitely would be able to give you some level of knowledge, you know, inside of, of the playbook. But also, man, if you're a good coach or you're a decent coach, you should be able to you should be able to do these things on your own. You know, like it shouldn't just take a player just to come up in there and just be like, OK, they're going to do this. Like you should be able to look at film and understand a, a team tendencies and not just relying on a quarterback. But, yeah, every little bit can help. TJ, I'm, I think I already read that. Let me uh, stroll down a little bit more. Uh, I think you have to attack Lamar at the same time uh, containing gap discipline. Uh, you need to implement the Tennessee Titans defensive uh, playoff game plan. Yeah, I mean, look, there's only so much you can do with a guy like that. But uh, it starts with sound tackling. You know, you got to be able to get this guy on the ground. You got to be able to get those players on the ground. 
Uh, you should look at uh, Baldy breakdown of how the Bills shut down Lamar and the Ravens offense. Yeah, Brian Baldinger, he does a really good job, man. I mean, he he, he has he does a really good job breaking down film. And Taysom can run too. Yeah, he can. I always uh, hope for the best when it comes to the Saints and seeing the, the shutout last week. The defense was night and day different, and that's why I am optimistic, I guess. Well, it's good to be optimistic, and you should be. Based on what you've seen, it, it, it's, it's a level of optimism, and it's also a level of frustration. You're optimistic because you saw it last week. You're frustrated because, well, you saw it last week, and you want it to continue. You want it to continue to grow. You want these guys to continue to hunt. And you want them to continue to play good football. But it, it's, it's going to take a collective effort. It can't just be like, okay, we played good this week. You know, the media off our case, fans off our case. You got to keep this thing going, especially if you want to win the division. Is Sean coming back to the Saints next year? I highly doubt that. Uh, I'm excited to see what Jordan Howard can do in this game. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to play. Uh, let's ride Broncos. <laughs> I seriously doubt Sean coming back to the Saints. I wish, but I doubt it. Yeah, Sean, Sean Payton is not coming back to the Saints. He doesn't want to come back to the Saints. That, that's something y'all are going to have to understand. He doesn't want to come back. He wants to take on a new challenge. And um, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be in the NFL next year, probably coaching the Chargers or, heck, he might even be coaching the Broncos. You know, who knows? Uh, you can't trade Mike T. That would be a huge cap hit. Nah, anybody talking about Michael Thomas being traded – uh, I'm, I'm just at this particular point, I'm just going to tell you to go uh, check out Matt Moscona and the breakdown of the contracts and how he did it. Man, a uh, supervisor of 30 years just selected me to take over after he retires, talking about some shoes to fill. But I only uh, be be me going to miss him once he gone, dude, taught me the business. Yeah, Chosen, well, congratulations to you, man, because I'm I mean, I'm in the same similar situation. You know, my uh General manager retired on Friday and I've taken over his position, you know, so it's, it's a great honor, you know, definitely uh, going to miss him being around here. You know, when you have a, a good supervisor, a good boss, you know, a good mentor, it means a lot to you. You know, um, I had a, a great mentor when I was uh, in the retail business um, being, as a manager there. Uh, he passed away a couple of years ago, but a lot of his management style uh i still use to this day so man congratulations to you and you know i hope you have all the success in the world let's see um tj do you believe michael Thomas is going to play this year i don't think so yeah he'll play he's, he's gonna play again all of you mike t haters wanted to trade mike t you wish will not be granted and it, it ain't michael thomas ain't going anywhere y'all just gonna have to live with that thanks bro but i'm nervous as hell i was the last one expecting to get it well, you know, I mean, like I said, I'm in the same similar boat. You know, it's a it's a lot of stuff that, you know, it's a lot of stuff you got to get done. But you have to just realize you only can do so much, you know, one thing at a time. And then as you start to grow, it just starts to become natural to you. Lamar loves to throw to the tight ends. We have to uh, watch that, too. Yeah, I mean, you got a lot of like, uh, you know, Passes to the tight end, a lot of shallow crosses, you know, guys like Rashad Bateman and stuff like that, good possession guy. But, you know, you got Duvernay out there. I mean, he's a guy that can take the top off the defense, though. You know, he's kind of like they – he's kind of like they Hollywood Brown now. So, yeah, they, they got some talent on that team. 
what's the name of that song in the beginning of your cast? Uh, what song? What song are you talking about? Talking about Turf Toe? <laughs> uh, yeah, Turf Toe. Yeah, that's the name of the song. TJ, uh, what's your optimism level in terms of the, uh, let me see, strangling, uh, stringing together some wins? Um, I mean, I think they're capable of doing it. I mean, I'm still kind of reluctant because I still don't trust uh, Dennis Allen as a coach. I don't. I don't think, I don't think, I, I, I don't think he's the answer. I still don't. So <laughs> I, I like the fact that the team is uh, taking accountability. Uh, they're holding each other accountable instead of Dennis Allen holding the team accountable. So that's, that's probably a plus, but yeah. Uh, Laval says uh, we need to keep Baltimore out of the territory because Tucker uh, ain't missing. Yeah, he ain't missing. You know, it's kind of <laughs> he pretty automatic. He about as automatic as a Steph Curry three. Uh, Baltimore has a good defense, too. Yeah, they do. Uh, yep. The Ravens are a good team this year. Mm hmm. They are. I mean, they could easily like be an undefeated team. I think Mike Hoss even mentioned it. You know, it's just the fact that they've given up some big leads late in games. His first miss was against the Saints. Mark Andrews is a dominant tight end, so we got to stop him, too. Uh, I think he on the injury report. He might not even play. There's a chance that he might not play, but we'll see. Taking care of the football is key. Can't afford to give up points off turnovers. Tragic Ravens fan here, not Huntley, but Huntley. Tyler Huntley is still our backup quarterback. You got our fourth quarterback, Brett Huntley. Brad Huntley, yeah. Uh, Brett, you know, like as in Brett the Hitman Hart, you know. I guess, you know, I guess he's making a point, like he, he don't even know his name because <laughs> he's so irrelevant to the team, I guess. Uh, is this Huntley from Baltimore that we signed? No, it's not Huntley. It's Hunt Huntley, you know, Brett Huntley. There's Tyler Huntley is the guy that, you know, I've been lobbying for, you know, if the Saints – can't get this situation straight with the quarterbacks. He's the guy, you know. And then there's Hunt Lee, who's been in the league uh, for quite, I think, since 2016. He was back up to Aaron Rodgers. Hunt Lee should be a decent addition. The question that is drawn is what's going to happen to Jameis? Absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Let's not even make that a, <laughs> a conspiracy theory. There, nothing is going to happen to him. Say my name and I will give you $200 for a. What a super sticker. What are you talking about? <laughs> Smerwin? I don't even know. I don't know. Smerwin, I guess. Yeah, thank you, man. Uh, my name is Maverick. Okay. Shouts out to Maverick. Let's see. The strange things with the Saints is they do uh, good against teams that are expected to dominate us, but get beat by teams we should dominate. Call it voodoo, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that, that used to be like a trend in the past. They kind of, they kind of like, they kind of exercise those demons in ways, you know. But yeah, there was a there was a, a good period of time when that was an issue. But I don't think it's not so much anymore. Uh, would like to see Landry and Thomas out there, but not banking on it. Uh, not Tyler, but Brett. Hello, Maverick. Honey Badger on Andrews this game. Like I said, I don't even know if Mark Andrews is going to play. I don't know if he's going to play or not. Not sure. Man, I'm going to have some more uh, than a Raiders win to believe this team. 
Yeah, it's gonna take more than that for me. I, they gotta they gotta make a believe out of me. Can LSU and Saints break the curse of one winning and the other losing, or vice versa? Could be, you know. Hope so. Uh, I'm nervous about Monday night. I'm not. I'm not nervous about Monday night. I don't know, man. Like <laughs> when it comes to the Saints. You know, I, I don't have like that same level of like nervousness like about games anymore. It's like that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Let me watch it and let me see what they're gonna do. You know, you don't know what you're gonna get. Like they're so inconsistent. It's like when Drew Brees was here, like you was kind of anticipating, like the only thing you really was expecting, like, was for them to win. Like, man, let's let go ahead and get this dub, man. Let's go ahead and get this win. Now it's like, you know, let's see what this boy, let's see what these boys are gonna do this week. <laughs> <laughs> is Lattimore available? Uh, don't know yet. Fire DA and get Eric B. Enemy. I mean, I, I don't know. Get somebody that's capable of being able to coach a team. That's not a routine surgery that Mike T went through, and I'm afraid he may be in the process of becoming like Julio Jones, where you have to load manage him. Well, I don't know, man. I don't think one has anything to do with the other. You know, I think that he even if the the toe injury that he had was on his opposite foot, you know, so he was actually playing pretty doggone good. You know, if we were talking about him possibly having any type of ailments from that, that injured ankle, I mean, they ain't have anything to do with it. The foot is, you know, this uh, toe injury is on the opposite foot. So I don't know, man. I just think that it's just, you know, the the injury guides of being cruel to Michael Thomas right now. Um, I don't I don't look at it like, you know, like he just, you know, I don't know, just don't want to play or, you know, like he just so super injury prone. It just happened, man. Sometimes like you, you have guys that have these injuries and, you know, it just affects them. And I just feel bad because, I mean, you know, you know, the dude want to play. I mean, you're not going to be putting up those type of numbers and be on that type of track he was on and not want to play. That just makes absolutely no sense. Uh, let's see. Jimmy Graham is still a free agent. Let's get his old behind on the field. Nah, I pass on Jimmy Graham. Uh, tight ends is not our issue. Jawan Johnson is playing well. I mean, Adam Troutman is playing well. You know, like that's, that's not our issue. You know, even Nick Vanette, you know, when he was out there, he was playing pretty well. That's not the, that's not the Saints issue. Like the only way you will be getting Jimmy Graham is because he used to be a former Saint and we want some nostalgia. That has nothing to do with they, they, they're tight end. Their tight ends are, are playing pretty good. Jawan Johnson has been balling out, right? I mean, Adam Troutman. I mean, this dude's been doing a really good job, especially like when they've been doing that RPO thing. I mean, him being the lead blocker. I mean, he's uh, had some pass catches and got some first downs. So I don't think the, the tight end position is an issue for the Saints. St. Louis, born and raised, and still living St. Louis Saints fan here. I'm surrounded by Chiefs fans. And I still bleed black and gold. Don't give up hope, y'all. Yeah, Buck, thank you so much, man. Repping the uh, New Orleans Saints in the Show Me State. You know, so, you know, shout out to you, man. Uh, people don't realize this Huntley signing is basically like a JT Barrett signing, meaning nothing. Stop looking into it, people. Yeah, you know, I mean, any, any signing, you know, like you're deciding of a quarterback position, you know, especially like since what the Saints going through. There's always going to have theories, but I don't I don't put any stock into this. It wouldn't surprise me at all if, if this is like, okay, we're going to get you this week and wave you the next. 
I mean, how many times have the Saints picked up a quarterback over the last couple of weeks and just to have on a roster and they cut him? People thinking about uh, Snoop Huntley, uh, he is a good complement to that system they have in case Lamar goes now. Yeah, I mean, he, he's pretty good. You know, he, and the thing about it is, man, I mean, he's been talented. He was talented when he was at Utah. TJ, that's a smirwin person. That's a troll. I handled it. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for that, man. Uh, Supreme high vibrations. Come on, y'all. Stop reaching. Uh, signed to Ron Huntley. <laughs> TJ, uh, do you think Baltimore will part with Tyler Huntley? I think I think they will. I think they'll part with him because he's a restricted free agent and he has talent. And a team will sign him based on his talent. So if you're a restricted free agent, teams teams can sign you. You know, they can they can offer you a contract. And the team that you're a part of has an opportunity, I want to say a day or two to counter off of that. If not, then you go to that particular team. So I think based on uh, his skill set, you don't want this dude to be wasting away, you know. And he he can really benefit. I mean, he, you a team can really benefit from his skill set. So I expect for him to be on somebody else's team next year, being a starting quarterback. Have you? Uh, 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 how are you getting nervous about a three and five team? Just enjoy the ride. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, I mean, but at the same time, I mean, they're three and five, but that three and five is equivalent to to zero and zero right now because this whole division is trash. So I can understand people's nervousness about that because even though the team is three and five, it's still a race to the finish line by all four teams. So I can understand that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> okay. We talk about the days of the week. <laughs> we stand a, a chance if we uh, stay disciplined and not get uh, pushed around like Tampa Bay. I don't even think we got pushed around like Tampa Bay. That game just kind of spiraled out of control after that whole fight, which, you know, I think that Tom Brady started, you know, and I think that his his whole entire – I think the whole entire point of him starting that fight was because Marshawn Lattimore was so dominant against Mike Evans, and that was just a veteran move, you know, getting this dude all riled up and angry and getting them tossed out because very next play they went – right to the side where Marshawn Lattimore was, and they, they picked on the guy that came in and replaced him. Ravens 30, Saints 10. Uh, I don't see 30. Offense is moving, knock on wood. Defense just got to be more consistent. I'm not nervous because my expectations ain't exactly up there. Uh, anything, this point is a win in itself. Look, <laughs> I mean, the Ravens, this, these ain't these – ain't, uh, these ain't the teenage TJ Jones Ravens we talking about here. Like these, they, their defense stinks too. You know, <laughs> like they secondary is not good. Their defense is not good. It's not like how it was like back in the day. Now they got some guys out there that can turn the ball over. You know, they got some guys if you throw the ball their way, they they can't pick that ball off and get it back to Lamar. But their defense isn't like how it used to be. It's not like Terrell Suggs and. And Ray Lewis and you know them bo- and Ed Reed coming about that tunnel or something like that. Like these are like they their their defense can, you know, they, they can get scored on. You know, I know when people think about the Baltimore Ravens, they think about great defense and a good running game. But this defense is not that good. You know, you got some you got some guys that can catch the ball, you know, get an interception or two, but uh, you know. 
Wouldn't be surprised if the Ravens know what they have in Huntley and will decide to let Lamar go to keep the cheaper quarterback. Well, that would be absolutely dumb on their part. But if he, if they do, then Lamar signs somewhere else and be winning a lot of games with another team. But I think they're going to end up signing them back. TJ, will the Saints be willing to demote DA on uh, just part ways if we struggle this season? Man, if DA don't pan out, DA is not coming back to the Saints in any capacity. That doesn't happen. You don't see coaches who become head coaches and it was – uh, previously with an organization at another, you know, as a coordinator or another coach or some capacity, and they stay on the team. No, no. It's rather DA going to work out or he going to go somewhere else. It's just not happening. You know, so that, that's what, you know, that's what I'm looking at. So if, if I, I really feel very strongly about this. If the New, if the New Orleans Saints part ways with Dennis Allen, and Sean Payton comes back into the league, he's going to be Sean Payton defensive coordinator on whatever team he signs with. If, if you know, and if they get rid of uh, Dennis Allen, you know that they're probably going to hire another coach that's going to want to get his own coordinator. So Pete Carmichael is going to leave too, and he's going to find his way back with, with Sean Payton. So whatever team that they go to is going to be New Orleans Saints in Los Angeles, New Orleans Saints in Denver, New Orleans Saints in Arizona. Yeah, that's just the way it's going to be. You know, Dennis Allen will not be with the New Orleans Saints in any other capacity other than head coach. If this doesn't pan out, he's gone. It just doesn't work like that. Who's the new quarterback? Is his uh, back healthy? Well, I'm pretty sure his back is healthy because he don't really play that much. (laughs) I wish we could have traded for Cam Akers. Yeah, me too. I think that would have been a good fit for the Saints. Good complimentary guy. The fact we trash in the division of trash just makes us look more trash. Well, somebody got to win this division. We have enough media uh, accuracy. I'm going to pass on him and work on drafting the star. Um, Who are we talking about? Uh, NFC South up for grabs with a win. I mean, I don't know, Kevin. I don't know exactly who you're talking about here, but just because a guy is a backup or a guy uh, didn't have opportunity because maybe the other guy is pretty doggone good, doesn't mean he can't go anywhere else. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're, you're the greatest quarterback in your organization's history. Kind of that kind of happened to him, right? They wanted Phillip Rivers, you know. They wanted him to be a backup, right? They want him to back up Phillip Rivers, and he comes to the New Orleans Saints, and the rest is history. So you can't just say, "Okay, man, mediocrity." Some people probably call Drew Brees a mediocre quarterback. Would you call Drew Brees a mediocre quarterback today? Probably not. And it all became because the Saints gave him an opportunity to be the guy. So just because a guy serves as a backup because the other guy is pretty doggone good doesn't mean that he doesn't have enough left, you know, or he's not good enough. I mean, we've seen this with Kurt Warner, right? Kurt Warner was the bridge between, you know, I mean, the bridge between the Giants organization with Eli Manning, right? Everybody thought Kurt Warner was washed. You know, because he didn't play that well. He went out to Arizona. He led them to the Super Bowl. And he was really close to getting them a Super Bowl championship. So we can't just say that a guy's mediocre, a guy isn't talented enough, just because, you know, they're backing up a guy that that may end up being a guy or is the guy. You know, that doesn't that doesn't mean that, you know, the guy sucks or he can't be a starting quarterback. It just means that he kind of just fell into that situation. 
So that, that's all I'm saying. You know, like we can't just, you know, count a guy out. Oh, he's a backup quarterback. He like Steve Young was a backup quarterback, you know, to Joe Montana. Right. <laughs> you know, Tom Brady was a backup to Drew Bledsoe. Right. I mean, come on, man. Like it happens. Like you, you find guys who are backups and they turn into like star, you know, quality star quarterbacks. So that that's just the way that it works. You know, I mean, even with he's not playing like you're right now, but I still got a lot of respect for him. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was not designed to be the starting quarterback. Matt Flynn was, but he beat out Matt Flynn. Right. And then he became a franchise quarterback. So we can't just call guys mediocre just because they're sitting on a bench. You know, <laughs> like that just means that their time is not now. That their time hasn't arrived yet. Or maybe there's a there's a situation that they have not found. And maybe Tyler Huntley coming to the New Orleans Saints, if the Saints decide to go in that direction, maybe he'll be that guy. But we won't know until it happens. Big Q talked about uh talked to Super Bowl champion. Daniel Wilcox on his channel Wednesday night, and he picked the Ravens to beat the Saints Monday night. Okay, well, that's, you know, that's that's fair. You know, that's fair, man. Like, you know, I ain't got no problem with that. I mean, a lot of people may feel that way. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, what do you think about drafting uh, Michael, uh, uh, let's see, yeah, Michael Jones from Syracuse at linebacker? I got to look at his tape, man. I, I heard I heard of him. Uh, but I, I got to see a little bit more of him. You know, I mean, he's kind of like on a on the lips of a lot of people. Uh, but you know, I got to see I got to see a little bit more out of him. I, I wish I can have like a, a like a a definite take on him, but I gotta get, I gotta take a look at that. And honestly, I don't really look at college players until like towards the end of the season. You know, because you have a lot of guys. Like, here's the thing: I don't look at it because. You might have a junior who you think is going to go into the draft. He may not go. You might have a, a guy, you know, who you you think should stay in college and end up going. You know, like, so I wait till all these guys commit, and then I start looking at players that, you know, can be a good fit or I feel like will come to the New Orleans Saints, you know, because there's a lot of guys that kind of fly under the radar, and just because they may go to a smaller school or their school is not really televised as much, you know, they, they still can be out there and they can still contribute and be a good fit for the team. So I, I kind of wait until the end of the season until that stuff, you know, happens. Uh, true, you got it. Uh, TJ, is there a pass rusher on the market you like or are you expecting uh, more of the same from Peyton Turner as it relates to his last game? Look, I need to see it come in bunches and, and a collect and a complete body of work before I just buy into this whole Peyton Turner thing. Um Far as a pass rusher on the market, no, <laughs> not really. You know, if if you if you got one, it's probably going to be some guy that's kind of, you know, a little bit over the hill past their prime or probably injury prone. So no, there's there's not a guy. You know, only guy I I, I would look at would be Bradley Chubb, but he ended up going to the Dolphins. So that was the one guy that I feel like that had the the skill set, the age, the ability, the attrition in order to help you right right now. You know, he's a game changer. But as of right now, no, there's nobody, you know. At this particular stage, there's nobody out there that's going to come in and be able to give you, like, max production that probably wasn't on somebody's squad and you got due to a trade. Like, if he's on the street, he's probably on the street because, you know, he's up there in age or he has injury history. So, 
I want Bryce Young bad, but uh, he don't got that pick no more. Yeah, uh, we don't got that pick no more. Nah, you ain't getting him. He's probably going to end up being like for, playing for the Carolina Panthers or some other team. Uh, let's see. We both will win on Monday, if that's what y'all call it, want to call it, because we know we created competition. J-E-T-S. <laughs> Let's see, Wilcox was talking a bit greasy on Q's podcast, not mad at him picking the Ravens, of course, but he was throwing some bombs at the Saints. Um, You know, I mean, it is what it is. You know, like, he's entitled to his opinion. You know, he's entitled to his opinion, whatever he feels. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, Just another strike from the front office with the nine, uh, or the nine batting behind. Uh, (laughs) uh, Get Sue on the phone. I mean that wouldn't be bad, but as 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 time go on, I just feel like you know it's just more and more obvious that maybe in Dominican Sue's NFL career is over. TJ, we need the Rams to beat the Bucks, sadly, and I hate cheering for the Rams. And we need to win Monday night. Well, both teams are terrible right now, to be honest with you. Both teams are terrible. Matthew Stafford must have made a deal with the devil last season and said, "Just give me enough talent to win a Super Bowl, and I'll be straight." Right? Because um. Yeah, I mean, he's been playing like hot garbage, you know, all season long. So I don't know, you know, both of these teams are pretty bad. And both quarterbacks look like they're <laughs> towards the end of their career. But we'll see, man. We'll we'll see. Peyton Turner was a beast before the injury. When when did this happen? When like when when was this? When when was when was Peyton Turner ever a beast? Like no disrespect to the dude. Like I, I, I think he has great upside. But when was he ever a beast? This, this man, this man was never a beast. Like he, he never, he, he barely ever played. So where, what was this beast mentality that you're talking about here, D boy? Like what, what was this beast mentality? He always was hurt. So I mean, he was a beast last week. That's the only time I really seen him doing something worth anything. I mean, he had that block kick, of course, by um, Young Way Cool. In week one, but man, Peyton Turner hasn't done enough for us to be sitting up here labeling him anything, you know, except a player on the Saints team. That's it. You know, he had a good game last week, but it, he got he got to put them together. TJ, what would you say our identity is right now, and why did it take six weeks to get established? Because you what you what you root for is a is a stubborn football team. They're a stubborn football team. They got they they they're egotistical and they want to be what they once was with Drew, right? But their identity is a running football team, where the, the Saints are going to get where they need to be by running the football. It's just that simple. Like people, you know, they getting mad because you know the Saints aren't what they used to be. Man, man, we ain't throwing the ball down the field. We ain't throwing the ball down the field. Bomb, throw the bomb, throw the bomb, slaying that thing. Like I can't, I don't care about that. Like you gotta. You got to look at your team and see where you are. And they are a running football team. And they should be, right? Because if you're running the football, you're wearing down the defense. You're controlling the time of possession. You're, you're making it hard for the, the opposition to get the ball back in their hands, in the hands of their playmakers, so they can be able to generate points. They're a running football team. They're a running football team, and they pass in order to convert on third downs. That's just it. They And it may not be the most exciting thing in the world, but – I can't argue with success, okay? To me, the Saints offense as of right now reminds me, if you like basketball, it's like a Greg Popovich 
San Antonio Spurs team. Like, you ain't about to see lives from half court. You ain't about to see nobody pulling up from 30. But you're going to see good fundamentals, and, you know, you're going to see somebody back to the basket, fadeaway jumper, putbacks, you know, like good field, good free throw percentage. That's just, you know, that that helps win. That that wins just as much as an alley-oop or a three-point shot, you know, by Klay Thompson or Steph Curry. It's the same thing, you know. You know, that that's just what it is. They're a running football team, and that should be their identity. And if they want to get where they need to be, yeah, that's their identity. You're right, uh, play the uh, personnel strengths. Yeah, they're a running football team, and I like it. I'm serious, man. I, I have no problem with this. Like, <laughs> as crazy as this is, man, <laughs> you know, you know I mean, look, everybody like, you know, a passing team. Everybody like the excitement, the offensive innovation of an Andy Reid, Kansas City Chiefs. But I like seeing them. I like seeing teams run the football. I think that running the football is one of the best offenses. You know, I, I like the Tennessee Titans offense. I mean, it may not be the most exciting thing in the world, but it works. TJ, that performance uh, from our defense can't be an outlier. I hope not. I, I hope not. I'm going to take a few more and then I got to get up out of here, folks. Uh, let's see. Can't nobody say, man, what the hell is you talking about like TJ? Man, what in the hell? Is you talking about? Yeah, I, I just be wanting to know, man. Like, I, I, I be wondering, like, are these individuals real feelings about it, or are they just trying to troll us? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just be like, what are you talking about? Let's see. I like Smash Mouth football. Yeah, me too. You know, like, I, I guess. I don't know. I don't want to like uh, downgrade any youngsters out there, but you know, like most of the time, like if you're like in your thirties. That was kind of the, the thing, you know, like teams ran the football and they they threw the football, you know, if they were down or, you know, play action pass. But most most times, like growing up as a kid, you know, teams were running a football, you know, and that, that was just the thing, especially when you made it to the playoffs. If you ain't have a good running game, you ain't winning nothing. Nah, this man compared us to the Spurs. You could at least say it the Hawks. No, I mean, look. You're probably looking at modern day Spurs, but I'm talking about Greg Popovich, Tim Duncan, Manu Ginobili, you know, like uh, Tony Parker Spurs. That's, that's what I'm talking about. I ain't talking about like the modern day Spurs. Like you probably talking about, you know, uh, Trey Young, Hawk. No, nah, I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about how fundamentally sound these team was. The fundamentals got them five championships. That's all I'm saying. Like, you don't have to be all flashy with it and stuff like that and throwing alley oops from half court in order for you to win basketball games. The Spurs dominated the West by playing good defense and fundamental basketball, right? Now, you know, there's nothing more exciting than watching Steph Curry go off for 60, you know what I'm saying, and have a high percentage from three. But at the end of the day, you know, the Spurs, the, the, the way that they played ball too was successful. So, like I said, it may not be the most exciting thing in the world, but it works. I'm not saying we have to shut people out, um, but we can't be giving up 25. I agree. Oh, uh, back then Spurs now, not now. Yeah, no, nah, not the uh not the Spurs now. I'm talking about back then Spurs. I'm talking about five championship Spurs. I'm talking about Tim Duncan and his prime Spurs, all right? 
I'm talking about uh, Rasheed Muhammad coming off the bench Spurs. I'm talking about uh, Robert Ory, you know what I'm saying, coming off the bench Spurs. That, that's the Spurs I'm talking about. I ain't talking about the modern-day Spurs. The Niners uh, ran their way into the Super Bowl, and we had a really good defense a couple of years ago. We can do the same. Yeah, if that defense come back to what the, the way that we remember them being, we better take advantage of the team that almost uh, hurt as much as we are at home. I've heard this before. I just want to see them win. TJ, I'm, ty- uh, I'm tired. DA getting all of uh, the songs. When are you going to make a remix about me? Um, <laughs> say it's Mickey Loomis. Ain't much I can say about you, Mick. LSU by seven. <laughs> TJ, how do we contain Lamar in your opinion? Do you blitz him? No, you do not. <laughs> and the Saints don't really do too much blitzing anyway. So, you know, uh, man, you, you don't want to blitz him. You, you don't want to blitz him because when, them, like, you don't want to blitz this dude. Like, you want to kind of just, you know, keep a spy on him and you want to try to rush for, you know, and also have, like, the your, your ends being able to – can. Control the edge. That's that's the way you beat them. Hey TJ, I'll take sound football than flashy any day. Me too. I don't need flash and pizzazz. I don't need all that. Uh, give AK another uh, dual running back with the same receiving skills he got. Uh, that's gonna take a lot of pressure off AK. Uh, yeah. I don't think you have to. He have to have the same receiving skill set that he has. But if he has the ability to catch the ball out of backfield as well, and be able to run in between the tackles, I think that it, it it can help him. Especially like you know, give him time to take a break. But if you have a running back that can't really catch well, you know that's that's going to call for him to be on the field more. Uh, I just said that. Just have Pete or uh, Davis as a uh, as a spy. Yeah. I would have probably have uh, Demario Davis as a spy more so than P. Warner because P. Warner is better in uh, pass coverage than Demario Davis is. Not that Demario Davis can't play in coverage. I just think that P. Warner is better. Hey, we need to call out Chosen for being super late on the Eli Apple remix and the Tampa disc. <laughs> that Spurs team uh, took LeBron out. Exactly. TJ, I was dragging my luggage coming out the subway yesterday and had to check myself to make sure I wasn't doing the DA bad B walk. <laughs> well, look, I mean, he does have like one of them, uh, like, you know, like those uh, Balenciaga models uh, walks, <laughs> you know, like he uh, walking the runway or something like that. You know, I, I don't know. I mean. When you when you're not winning, it's funny, you know. What I'm saying when you when you winning, you know, like <laughs> it, it looks like you 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 have a lot of confidence because like when we first like saw him walk in, because that that clip is actually from the Houston Texan game. It was the first game of preseason. Everybody was kind of okay, man. You know, looking at he walking or whatever. But now it's like people making fun of it. So I guess you know you if you're gonna walk like that, you got to win some games. I guess. Uh, you can't contain Lamar. Matter of fact, we can't contain no mobile quarterback, but I would love Huntley as a quarterback. Well, they're going to have to if they're going to want to win that game. D.A. needs to do that walk coming into Monday night. Uh, Sassy walk, D.A. T.J. play that D- Dennis Allen walk. <laughs> T.J., how do you expect us to attack the defense? Uh, running, 
I say probably throwing the ball a little bit more. You know, their sec their secondary is kind of susceptible of, of you know getting beat. So I expect for them to kind of throw the ball a little bit more. I expect for them to run as well, but I think you're gonna see a little bit more passing plays. They're gonna probably wanna, you know, attack the uh the cornerbacks and safeties in this game. Uh, do you think we need to pick up a free agent signing since we didn't make any trades at the deadline? I mean, who are we talking about here? You know, who can come in and just be able to give you, you know, that type of, you know, instant results? I mean, I feel like if if they could, they wouldn't be out there on the street right now. I mean, there, there could be cases in which, you know, I mean, a, a player isn't satisfied or happy with a team. Like we've seen this happen with, uh, Odell last year in the middle of the season, you know, Cleveland Browns released him. But if a guy just been on the street and he's been on the street since the beginning of the season, like how much can he help? We need a D tackle. That's uh, a dog. We definitely feel in the effects of big rankings leaving. I don't want to say that, man, because last year, I mean, Sheldon rankings wasn't here and they, they was able to stop the run. You know, I just think that it came down to like these guys stepping up, you know, David Ayamada, uh, Malcolm Roach, uh, Shy Tuttle, man, and, and Kadavia Street, these guys need to step up and they need to go out there and they just they need to make plays. Like, I'm I'm really impressed at what I saw last week because Josh Jacobs was averaging almost 150 yards per game rushing. So the fact that, you know, they were able to stop him when he was su- on such a tear is, is pretty optimistic. But, I mean, this is a completely different offensive line we're talking about and the offensive line of the Baltimore Ravens is pretty doggone good. So we'll see. Did I miss anything, TJ? And how's y'all day? Um, no, nah, you didn't really miss anything, man. We just talking Saints football right now and answering questions. Feel free to chime in. Uh, you should do that DA walk to the walk that walk that walk. So <laughs> nah, man. Look, DA hasn't done enough for me to put some some hot bangers to him right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, he ain't did enough for me. Okay. I think the cleanup woman is a is a suffice zone for him. Not that I'm calling him a woman or anything like that, but you know, him, his emphasis on always talking about cleaning stuff up. Just thought that that would be suffice. Look, you start winning up, you start winning some games, maybe we'll change the town track. <laughs> These two are my favorite teams in the NFL, AFC and NFC. Yeah, I think everybody liked the Baltimore Ravens. You know, I think every, you know, everybody likes Lamar Jackson watching them play. You know, I just hate I hate the Saints playing them because they they never beat them. You know, I think I always seen the Saints beat the Ravens like one time. You know, I can remember they just don't beat them. You know, I don't like to see them play them, but I like to watch the Ravens. Uh, so some of us are ready to disrespect Jameis Winston. We're going to get excited about this, uh, man. Get get real. Um, ain't nobody getting upset about. I mean, I don't know. Ain't nobody disrespecting Jameis Winston, and I don't think any. I, I ain't hear nobody. Ex- say they was excited about uh Brett Hundley at all you know I, <laughs> are we making narratives here are we creating our own narratives like are we just coming in and reading the, the headline and then all of a sudden like we just coming up with it because I who, who said they were excited about it I mean we don't even know if this dude like well I know this dude ain't gonna play I just do it on a practice squad so I don't know who getting excited about a guy on the practice squad but uh, not me, you know. <laughs> not me, man. I don't know. That that's definitely not a narrative I'm running with. Can we get the DA walk with the Beyonce song playing if we uh win the next two? That sets it off. Yeah, we'll we'll go back to that. But right now he making it easy for the cleanup one. Uh you need 
you would want us to throw on Peters and Humphreys, but I'm not trying Humphreys unless uh, he gets hit with a double move, run the play action all game long. Well, Michael Thomas out there, I'm throwing the ball. I don't care if if uh, Humphrey out there or not. I'm throwing that ball. <laughs> I'm throwing that ball to Michael Thomas. Let's see. Uh, hope everyone is doing great. Another troll hidden. TJ, are you surprised at Pete's development? Not really. No, not at all. You know, I look, I, I always I knew the dude was talented. He was talented at Ohio State. You know, I mean, his ability to be able to uh, go up against uh, running backs and tight ends and coverage was always a plus. Now, he has developed tremendously as a sideline to sideline tackler, but I'm not surprised by that. I mean, this guy has been a captain of that team. Um, he's a smart football player. So I'm not really surprised by it. And I kind of, I well, I kind of knew he was going to be good when the Saints just didn't want to bring back Quine Alexander. You know, I, that's when I knew I was like, man, they must be really confident about this dude. So now nah, I'm not really surprised at it. Uh, but, you know, it's good to see. It's good to see. You know, and I think that's one of the cases where we got to get the Saints some credit because, you know, sometimes as fans, we just kind of ignore the fact that when we have bad takes, like everybody was screaming to the heavens about them getting rid of Quine Alexander and Pete Warner being hurt and it's going to come back and haunt us. And we we quick to bring up Mar- Marcus Williams leaving. We quick to bring up C.J. Garner-Johnson leaving. We quick to get mad when Latavius Murray had that big big game in London. But we never want to give credit when these guys get something right. And they got the Pete Warner over Quine Alexander thing right. So I think that's one of them times we just need to give them credit. I mean, we quiet now because the dude working out. But once again, you know, I think we need to give them credit because we always criticize them when they do something that we don't like. So how about giving them some credit when they do something, they they take a chance on something and it works. I think the Saints are going to win because of all of the money is going to be on Baltimore. <laughs> well, uh, I think it's time for you to – you know, call up your bookie out there in Las Vegas. Uh, 1,907 yards, nine touchdowns, 13 interceptions. I saw it in the chat. I feel you. You have logic. Look, yeah, man, look, I <laughs> I ain't I ain't, I ain't look at this like like the Saints about to go to the Super Bowl because they, they signed Brett Huntley. Like, you, you got to be high if you feel that way, you know? <laughs> like, this dude ain't going ain't gonna to touch the field. The only way he's going to touch the field is when he walk up out the tunnel and he walk out there when they warming up. Dude ain't, dude ain't playing. You know, so I don't know who getting excited about that, but you must be out your mind. Uh, Pete was a beast at Ohio State. Look up that game versus Michigan last year, bro. Went crazy. Listen, a healthy Saints team uh, with a dose of Taysom Hill package will beat the Eagles and Bills. I mean, we'll see. Hopefully, you know, if you plan the Bills, then most likely you're going to be playing them in the Super Bowl. So hopefully that's the case. Yeah, last year we struggled. I'm just looking at Justin Tucker, bro. I want that for us. Well, you know, the crazy thing about it is <laughs> the Saints end up signing Will Lutz because of how talented Justin Tucker was. Because Will Lutz started his career with Baltimore. And um, Sean Payton fell in love with Will Lutz. I mean, look, I know Will Lutz has had some struggles and stuff like that. But for the most part, I mean, he's he's been a really good kicker. And Justin Tucker is just he the best, man. He he the goat of, of of kickers out here. Like this dude just does not miss. And the thing about it is, it isn't he he leaves little to no doubt 
Like, it's just amazing. Like, this dude just hit, like, he just hit the ball dead center. Like, no matter, like, where, if he's on the right hash mark, the left hash mark, doesn't matter if it's 35 yards, 45 yards, 55 yards. Like, the dude is a beast. And if you put the, like, if you get anywhere in his range, like, that's a wrap. Like, seriously, like, if this game was tied at 23 and they get down, you know what I'm saying, like, pass, I mean, into Saints territory anyway, the Saints losing the game. That, that's how much That's how much confidence I have in Justin Tucker. Like, you you losing. Like, and teams know this, too. Like, it, it's almost to a point where, you know, when you see him out there, you might as well just start walking towards the tunnel because the game over. Uh, the problem is coaching, and that's career stats. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been pretty good, Michael. He hasn't been – he hasn't been good at all. Uh, TJ missed another live from working these 16-hour shifts, but, you know, I always catch the replay on Spotify. Well, I appreciate that, man, and thank you for the plug for Spotify, too, because I need those Spotify numbers to go up. I, I'm serious, man. Like, I, I I need – I don't know how many people, like, listen to the audio form of the State of Saints podcast, but, like, if you can't catch it on YouTube, I mean, we, we're available on all streaming networks, you know, so make sure that you check it out. I see. Uh, I don't know if uh, this was already said, but that new quarterback on the practice squad is here to give us a. Uh, would it give us a what? <laughs> a extra body. <laughs> Will Lutz still a good kicker? Yeah, Will Lutz is a good kicker, man. Everybody's not going to be automatic like Justin Tucker is, but I wouldn't trade him, especially from what, the trash that we had last year. I don't see any. I don't see how any Saints fan can fix their lips after what happened last year about kicking. Uh, it would be lovely if we block one of those field goals come Monday uh, that they escape a uh, goat, if we're being honest. Let's see. Yeah, I'm I'm hard on kickers. They have one job, LOL, all practice. You <laughs> you should be kicking to your legs. So, yeah, a lot of people feel that way. You know, you play out there offense, defense, you know, you scratch, scratching, biting, clawing, blood, sweat, and tears, and then you do all that. Like, just imagine. Like as as a Carolina Panther fan right now, right? You know, PJ Walker, I mean, drew one of the like I want people to understand this. You have Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Jameis Winston, uh, Geno, can you explain that thing too? PJ Walker drew the longest air distance pass. And pro what is the next gen stats history? Like since they start like recording next gen stats, this dude threw the longest air distance pass in the end zone of DJ Moore for the touchdown, right? Only for your field goal kicker to miss the field goal in order for you to get a one point lead. Then you have an interception return to the twenty yard line, right? In overtime, right? So all you have to do is make a field goal. And you missed that too. So I can understand, I can understand why, you know, people are like, man, all you got is one job. Like, man, bruh, I'm sorry. I, I feel go kick couldn't tell me nothing. Like, you better get away from me, man. Seriously. Like, we do all this and we we scratch and bite and claw our way back. And like you can't, you can't, well, like the uh Akeem said on coming to America. You can't kick the ball through the big itch. You know, you can't do that, right? Like, man, nah, you can't talk to me, bro. Underhill said he heard good things in the building regarding Landry, uh, Lattimore, but not sure about Thomas. Well, if Landry comes back, 
and Lattimore comes back, that's still a plus, you know. Uh, going to be a let's see, going to be at the game Monday, my first NFL game. Well, that's great, man. Shouts out to you. Shouts out to you, man. Hope you have a great time. Uh, we the uh, PS quarterback, a lot of love. At least we don't uh, have a Carolina kicker. Yeah. Hey, Eddie Pena, that boy can tell me nothing. TJ, where PJ Williams at? Is he still hurt? Yeah, he's still hurt, but I heard he was uh, going to try to give it a go this week. So I, I don't know. I, I got to see. After the end of this show, then we probably going to go and check out some of the, uh, yeah, check out some of the injury reports. Uh, did Carolina cut that guy? They probably didn't because they want to lose. You know? <laughs> like, like, I don't know, man. It seemed like David Tepper must have gave this dude a look. Like, you know, I don't know if, you know, like uh, they be talking about the Houston Astros back in the day, be, you know, stealing people's signs or whatever. You know, maybe he gave him a sign, like dipped his hat or something like that and wanted, you know, when he dipped the right side of his hat, then, you know, he wanted to go wide right. <laughs> dipped the left side of his head, go wide left. I don't know. Or maybe, you know, he got a special package uh, in his, in his locker, you know, the next day for missing those field goals. Cause we all know that these boys want to tank. So, you know, uh, that Panthers kicker triggered Brett Maher. <laughs> Get rid of Mike T and Mike T ain't going nowhere. Hello. Who that family. I ain't been to the game since we had Jake DeLone, man. God, dog, that's been a minute. Uh, trade Thomas for DK now. Yeah. With what money? And do you understand that's going to be about 20, 25 million uh they're gonna be a 20 25 million cap hit do you understand that we're not playing madden on rookie here man we're not playing madden on rookie all right i mean you're not playing madden with the salary cap off all right so you know you can't get rid of chris harris jr uh ain't too watch tj what you think i think he played better last week you know than he did uh the week before but I mean, look, Chris Harris, if you're looking for Chris Harris to be Chris Harris 2016, then you're looking in the wrong place, man. You're looking in the wrong place. But I mean, I think he's serviceable if you have like, you know, some some other players around him that's younger, you know, and in a prime. I think he can give you something. But if you're expecting for him to go out there and shut down the half of the field at what, 33, 34 years old, not happy. Uh, we got the wrong Huntley. Well, we <laughs> We need Tyler Huntley. I was almost happy for a second. Uh, yeah, that, that ain't happening. That that news probably won't come out until like it, at best next year. Sorry for the incomplete sentence, Huntley. Uh, here to give us a a look at on um how Lamar plays. I agree. I think that that's what it's all about. Fans be uh out these trade uh let me see propositions out of anger. Uh, without taking into account cap hits or rather another team would actually want to do it on their end. Yeah, I, I think they they just be talking outside their neck, man. That's all. I mean, a lot, a lot of the fans, they, they're talking out of prayer frustration and they're not looking at it logically. You know, a lot of them just, man, we need to get rid of him, need to get rid of him, but we don't understand like how cap work. We don't know how salary works. We don't know what the ramifications of a trade or ramifications of a cut will actually set a team back. We just frustrated at the fact that he's not out there. But Michael Thomas is not going anywhere. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if you think he's going anywhere, then you sadly mistaken. Uh, he's going to come up big with Roby being out. I feel like he's the veteran second uh, secondary that Lattimore and Debo uh, wouldn't mind going crazy with. 
Um, trying to see if I'm missing anything else. But yeah, I think that pretty much got to the end. Let me see. Uh, if we trade uh, Peyton's rights away, we need to get a Mahomes or a Josh Allen in return. He's way too valuable to give away for some picks, even if they are first round picks. Man, you ain't get- <laughs> Josh. You ain't getting none of them boys for no Sean Payton. And honestly, if you getting the first, like these picks are valuable. It depends on it depends on the picks because here's the reality, right? If you can trade Sean Payton to the Arizona Cardinals, and let's just say if they have a bad season and they give up their first-round draft pick for Sean Payton, but that first-round draft pick can get you a C.J. Stroud, a Bryce Young, a Heaton Hooker, you know what I'm saying? Like, like you telling me that ain't worth it? That's a franchise quarterback for years to come, right? That's a guy that you can actually build your team around. I think that can work. You know, like, it's, it's equivalent. You're not, like, the Chiefs are not going to give up Patrick Mahomes and the Bills Lord knows they've been waiting for about 20, 30 years for them to get a guy like Josh Allen. So it ain't happening. So if you can get if you can trade him to a team that probably got a, a top five first round pick, then I think that would be beneficial to everybody. You know, that'll be that'll be beneficial to every single person. So <laughs> you would get yourself a franchise quarterback. And their team will be able to get themselves a, a, a coach they can build their team around. But, you know, that's just the way that I look at it. But I think that Sean Payton, I think he would have to go somewhere. He's going to have to go somewhere where they already have an established quarterback, but their team just stink. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, like Justin Herbert, like I, I use the charges because it's, it's, it's a perfect situation. You got a coach that's not really giving you what you need, but you have a very talented player on your team in a Justin Herbert, right? So if you you already got Khalil Mack, you already got Joey Bosa, like you already got some dogs that can hunt out there, right? So you, you got uh, Derwin James in the secondary. I mean, you got what? J.C. Jackson out there, you know what I'm saying? Like he's out there. So you got all these different talented players out there. You got Austin Eckler on the offense. You got Keenan Allen. But if your team end up stinking it up and they end up picking in the top 10 and you're telling me that the Chargers wouldn't want to give up a first round pick for Sean Payton. And, you know, if they picking in the top 10 when they already got their franchise quarterback, when they already got a franchise wide receiver, when they already got a really good Alvin Kamara type running back and Austin Eckler like this, like this is the perfect situation for Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. Like to me. I watch a lot of Charger games, and honestly, I'm I'm praying for these like how how the Philadelphia Eagles fans are praying for the Saints to lose. I'm kind of the same way with the Chargers. I want them to be bad. I ain't got nothing against the Chargers, but I want them to be so bad enough that their pick is so high enough that they might end up trying to make a deal with the Saints. So if they're picking, let's just say if they play bad enough and they get the seventh or the eighth pick in the draft. Well, guess what? The Saints going to get themselves a franchise quarterback if they trade for Sean Payton. That, that's the best case scenario. I would have said Denver, but I don't know about Russell Wilson at this particular point. You know, um, between the media and the coach, it just seemed like to me like, you know. So but the Chargers are like the perfect situation. You got a young, promising quarterback. You got a young, promising defense. And, um, you know, if you can if you can make a trade with the Chargers 
and they got a top 10 pick and you can get yourself a franchise quarterback, man, you, you have to be crazy not to do that. It's nowhere near equivalent. Peyton is way more valuable than any pick. Um, then what you going to do with them then? You got to do something with them. Like, you, you got to do something with them. Like, what, what are you going to do with them? What, are you going to sit on them? You know, what are you going to do? Are you going to sit on them and wait for them to, like, be out of his contract? It, you got to be able to, like, get something back for him. And, you know, if you want to get something back for him, it needs to come in the form of, you know, being a franchise quarterback. And I, I, I kind of disagree with the fact that, you know, he 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 more valuable than any draft pick because what if that draft pick ends up being a franchise quarterback that's leading, helping the Saints win multiple Super Bowls in the future? We don't know that. You know, we, we don't know what that is. So if you can get yourself, you're telling me that Sean Payton is, you know, like you can't use his, him being so valuable to a point where you can you can get a top five pick for him. Like that's pretty that's pretty valuable. You know what I'm saying? Like that's a really that's a really good return on investment. You know, if you can get yourself a top five draft pick and replace, you know, and and trade for Sean Payton and get yourself a top five draft pick and that top five draft pick and turn into your franchise quarterback for years to come. So, <clears throat> I mean, I don't think you have to look. You're not going to get rid of Josh Allen. You're not going to get rid of Patrick Mahomes. But if you can get yourself a young, promising franchise quarterback in a trade for Sean Payton, I think that's a win. Watch and see. Uh, I guarantee no team gives you uh, three first-rounders. Uh, you are out of your mind. Name one team that will give up three first-rounders for Sean Payton. I don't think they'll be able to give out three first-round picks, but uh, you probably can get you probably can get two. You probably can get this coming in a year after that. But I'm going to be real. If the Chargers had a top-five pick and – you get that in exchange for Sean Payton. You didn't have a first-round draft pick, and you can draft yourself a, quarter, a quarterback of the future. I'll take it. I'll take it. Seriously, if you know for a fact that you can find yourself a quarterback that can lead your franchise for the next 10 to 12 years in replacement of Sean Payton, Sean, because here's the reality. Sean Payton ain't coming back to the Saints. So it's rather he can just sit on the sidelines and waste away, and you don't get absolutely nothing for him, or – you know, you can find a team that's bad enough and desperate enough to want him so badly that they will give you their first round draft pick and it can be a top five pick. You, What you're doing is you're turning that into a franchise quarterback. Get Justin Herbert and we would have another Herbert. <laughs> uh, you're right. Look, uh, look, you didn't get rid of Justin Herbert. We could uh, have had uh, Patrick Mahomes, but Peyton passed on it. Uh, Peyton did not pass on that. That is absolutely false. What happened was the Saints thought that they were going to get Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs jumped in front of the Saints one pick earlier because the Saints were going to draft Patrick Mahomes, and they drafted him. And then the Saints got Marshawn Lattimore. So that's, that's, that is not what happened. The Saints were going to draft Patrick Mahomes, but instead they got Lattimore because the Chiefs jumped in front of him. Yeah, they'll be willing to give you a first-round uh, here, but not two or three. They'll probably give you two. You probably get two for them. Uh, I mean, Bengals to land Sean Payton. I don't think that's gonna happen. Zach Taylor. I mean, he he doesn't have a good win loss percentage, you know, as a coach. But you're not gonna fire a coach that brought a struggling franchise to the Super Bowl for the first time in like 28, 29 years. Like, it ain't happening. <laughs> Uh, cool sport. Thank you very much for the 199. Says TJ still thinks 
we worse than the Lions or the Texans. Um, no, I, you know, I don't think that. I think they were playing worse than the Lions and the Texans. Uh, but as far as on paper, nah, right? I mean, the capabilities of what the Saints, their, their capabilities, we know that they're not a terrible team. What they're capable of doing, but they were playing like the worst team in the league. Like those, those that that run between the Cincinnati Bengals and the Arizona Cardinals and some of these other games, like they were playing like they were the worst team in the league. But you know, if they continue to play like they did against the Raiders, of course not. TJ, uh, now we are rooting against the Chargers, except for this Sunday against Atlanta. Yeah, pretty much. Have you forgotten that Sean is a Super Bowl winning coach who's proven he can win and even uh they see the even the least of talent no i didn't forget about that at all but at the end of the day that makes them valuable to a, another team that makes them valuable to another team and make that team more desperate enough to want to acquire him so yeah you know like if if you can get a top five draft pick for sean payton and that can turn into a franchise quarterback you take that period I mean, how many times have we seen teams who had great quarterbacks and it takes them years to try to find that successor? So if you can get yourself in a position to be able to get like, think about this. This isn't like, okay, even though the Saints have been playing like hot garbage, they're not hot garbage. Right. So we know that they got talent on this team. So imagine what it can be if they get themselves a franchise quarterback with the talent that they have the cornerstone players that are locked up for years to come. The the Saints are not a terrible football team to a point where if you get yourself a franchise guy, a guy that you can invest in, that they won't be able to to win games. So based on that particular circumstance, you know, I think that you need, you know, that's something that you need to look at. But Sean Pay, like I said, man, you can't just dangle him in front of people like, okay, man, I want Justin Herbert. Like, like, let's be reasonable about this. Nobody, the Chargers would be out of their freaking minds to trade Justin Herbert, their franchise quarterback, their franchise quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years for Sean Payton. That ain't, that ain't happening. The, the Kansas City Chiefs would be absolutely insane to trade for Patrick, I mean, Patrick Mahomes to the Saints for Sean Payton. I mean, even though they got Andy Reid, we know. I'm just using that as an example. Other bills. It's just not happening. Your teams are, the teams are designed to build around their franchise quarterbacks, not give them away for a coach. That that, that just, that's, that ain't happening. I've never seen that before. How many times have we seen a team give up a franchise quarterback, a a, a quarterback that is capable of winning? You know that's going to win for some draft picks or a coach. That ain't happening. So that that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's the perfect situation for the New Orleans Saints because the Chargers are bad right now. It don't seem like, you know, it, I don't, they're not going to win the division. So they continue to lose games, but they have all this other talent. So all, all they need right now, if you're the general manager of the Chargers, you're thinking all you need right now is somebody to put this thing together. And that's Sean Payton. Like you got Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on your team. 
These are two of the best pass rushers in all of football over the last, you know what I'm saying, four to five years. You got Derwin James, who's one of the best safeties, I mean, if he stays healthy. And Keenan Allen is, the one, if not the most underrated wide receiver. Austin Eckler, one of the most underrated running backs. And Justin Herbert is extremely underrated as a quarterback. So they have everything that they need. So to me, it, it's perfect. It's perfect for the New Orleans Saints because the Chargers have everything that they need. And if the Saints can get a draft, a first-round draft pick for Sean Payton to go there, I mean, who wouldn't want to live in Los Angeles? Sean Payton actually just moved, him and his wife just moved to Los Angeles, right? Because he's already doing Fox Sports that's based out of Los Angeles. He's always at the games. This is a perfect situation for the New Orleans Saints. They can, they can get a top 10, top, you know what I'm saying, top five, top 10 pick if the Chargers play bad. And the Chargers can get themselves a, a, a head coach that can put this whole thing together and help them win the division and possibly even go even further than that. And the Saints can get this chance to get themselves a, a quarterback that can be their quarterback of the future for the next 10 to 12 years. Sound good to me? Sound like everybody win. <laughs> But this is uh, but this good coach don't want to be with us no more. So we got to let him go. Exactly. Might well get some from him. it'll be even worse. Like you, he wastes out his contract. You get absolutely nothing for him at all. And then it's not, you know, now you're out of a first round draft pick and you lost leverage. So do something. So what do you do with the coach? Just keep him on the sidelines. Of course, you want to uh, draft picks. That's how you get your investment back. Uh, what else do you think they need to do with Sean Payton? I mean, look, you got to get something for him. You got to get something. That is, it's it's kind of equivalent to a guy that you know that you're not going to sign. If you if you know that a player has a certain talent, you know that you ain't going to sign him. What do teams normally do? They try to shop him around, put him on a trade block. So Sean Payton not coming back. He doesn't want to coach the Saints anymore. He wants to take on a new challenge. So you got to do something with him. And if you can turn into a first-round draft pick or a couple first-round picks, then why the freak not? Joey Bosa and a first-round pick for Sean Payton. Now that wouldn't be bad. Now if you want to, <clears throat> if you want to uh, get uh, get a guy like Joey Bosa, you know, and you know, instead of like giving you two, two first-round picks, uh, hell, even Khalil Mack. If you want to get Khalil Mack, we'll take him and get in the first-round pick. Uh, I give up Mike T. <laughs> Lattimore. Jarvis Landry, oh man, we nah, bro, nah, Mm-mm, we just talking now. Hey, we talking now. Uh, <laughs> you said for Josh Allen, okay, for Josh Allen, nah, I ain't giving up all that. Not even for Josh Allen. Who you gonna throw the ball to? Uh, Thomas had a dislocated second toe. Uh, Saints put Mike T on IR for four weeks. They just recently did that. Let's see, Hubert Pies uh, coming back. What's your favorite kind? Lemon. Lemon? Thomas got to have surgery on toe. He will be out for four weeks. Well, that sucks. Dang. So <laughs> he, go, he ain't going to come back to at least, what, about week 15, week 16? That's crazy. Man, that sucks. Let's see, uh, you want Sean to uh, go to a team where he can win. Uh, no, bro, but uh, put him in a hole so he can dig like we are doing this season. 
man, I don't care nothing about that. I ain't trying to, I don't care about being petty. I don't care spite, about spite or nothing like that. I don't care about any of that stuff. Like if the Saints can get a, a first round pick for Sean Payton, if teams are willing to give him, you know, give the Saints that, then you go for it. I right? look, it, that ain't the time to be, you know, being petty and, and having your ego, you know, playing a role. Like it's about, you know, it's about uh, winning games. Yeah, TJ said they don't uh, see him playing this year. Uh, you got to be stopped, TJ. Who that? Allen said he ain't playing again this season. Hmm. That sucks. Uh, let's see. I don't want to uh, live in Los Angeles. Then it's something else. Uh, be his. Let's see. Jameis Winston out. Uh, let me see. Out the rest of the year due to the injury and getting passed over for Dalton. Uh, let me see. Be his pinky next time he plays. Twitter going crazy. LOL. Feel bad for him. Yeah, man, that's, that's awful. You know, that's awful, man, that, that that happened. But it is what it is, man. You know, best thing about it is, you know, you got a, a, a young emerging, a young emerging uh, wide receiver in Chris Olave, and hopefully you'll get Jarvis Landry back and time for these other guys to be able to step up. And also, if that's if that's the case, then you might want to get on the phone and uh, maybe see what Odell Beckham Jr. doing. You know, I'm pretty sure he'll probably want to come and play. You know, so if Michael Thomas, if Michael Thomas is done, you know, call up Odell. <laughs> maybe you get Odell Beckham, to, you know, come and play, you know, and be on a, uh, you know, play alongside his homeboy Jarvis Landry again. So it is what it is, man. But. It's unfortunate, but like I said, you still have talent at the wide receiver position. You still got some guys that can be able to make some plays, and um, these guys just going to have to step up. But thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Make sure you hit that like button. Let everybody know you enjoyed the State of the Saints podcast. Previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio and Anchor FM. And we're also a part of Amazon Music as well. Uh, Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?